Welcome to Cross Baltic Midweek Fix. Uh, my producer wants me to talk into that camera. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny about this? You what? know who actually has control of the cameras right now? Who? Your producer. I know. So he can switch it to whichever camera you're looking at. Oh, except for the wide and your personal camera. So right. you got two you can look at. Yeah, I just look Everybody. Yeah, we know that you kind of give the I look at that, that's that's the pastor preaching kind of thing. Yeah. It's like I look at the whole congregation when I preach. It's <laughs> not just one person. I look, you, I know you. You know, it's everybody. When you give me the cam, when I do proverbs, I look at one camera. That's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, I do know, a pretty good job with that one. Yeah, put been, it real close to me. There's fun. Yeah, I do that on purpose because <laughs> there have been times. <laughs> Well, actually, I think when we started doing Proverbs, which, by the way, if you are not a Fight, Laugh, Feast club member, now would be a great time to sign up to be a Fight, Laugh, Feast club member because we have 33 Proverbs with Pastor Toby up right now. Wisdom for Kings. Wisdom for Kings. That's so good. We're we're halfway through Chapter 8 now. We're just cranking through. Halfway through. Oh, yeah. We're just cranking through Proverbs. Verse by verse, kind of MacArthur style a little bit. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Like biblical style. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's very good. I've had actually I had a lot of uh dads say I really love and enjoy going through this with my kids. So yeah. yeah. That's that's, that's really good. Yeah. Um hey guys, make sure you share the show right now. We're live. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to this camera again. Uh <laughs> and uh we're actually going to be monitoring comments. Knox is gonna be monitoring comments on Facebook. I'm gonna be monitoring comments on YouTube. And the reason why we're doing this is because we actually don't quite know what we're doing for news today. Yeah. That's not true. What's this? Open What's this? that up. Right I mean, we kind of know, but we kind of don't. And um, uh, we're, we're actually working on Knox's yeah, work. He, he doesn't on. know about this. Oh, 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 oh. Let me see that. Yeah. Oh, Canada. <laughs> oh, Canada. We got a shirt for you. Wow, uh, I haven't seen this yet. Yeah. It just That is money. Yeah. So, Canada, we want to help you guys hey. defy tyrants, love God, and sing psalms. James Coates, this is for you, brother. We're yeah, sending man. you a shirt. Yeah. We're sending you a shirt. We're sending all um, the elders in his church a shirt. Speaking, speaking of which, if you guys aren't in Rapid City, South Dakota, April 29th through May 1st, I don't know what's wrong with you because guess what? We have it's kicking off with Psalm Beer and Psalm Sing on Thursday night, and we're going to end it with a Sabbath big tent Sabbath dinner revival with food trucks pulling up, and Sabbath and comedian revival. John Branion is going to be coming in. Oh yeah. yes, we can finally announce that. We can announce that yes. finally. We have a yes. comedian. We got a comedian coming in. So it's a feast. And, yep. and laughing. Yeah, feast and laughing. And We're doing it all. We'll, we'll have been busy. And fighting. we will sing psalms that night, too. That's Absolutely. for sure, too. So uh, John's going to come in. He's a fantastic uh, uh, Christian comedian. He's been and, for 30 years. And he gets it. Yeah. He gets it. He's an OG that that gets it. We're excited to have him come on, Very and we're excited. also excited to. Um, we're eventually going to onboard a podcast with him and his daughter. So I was listening to mm-hmm. one just the other night. It yeah. is really good. It, it is, is really is good. It funny. Uh, yes, but it's. Comedy is it's yes it is funny okay, yeah. but it's it's also in, delightful in like content it's yeah, a lot of content yeah, yeah. and it's it's looked at through a comedian's yeah, sense of humor so great. yeah it's extremely I'm, funny I'm, I'm excited but yeah. I mean there's a lot of you know you don't one of the things he said on there was really good was that uh, humor is one of the ways that we deal with suffering yeah right and sure. so and yeah. and it's really good the way they walk you got to go listen to the podcast to listen to it but it's really good the way him and his daughter walked that out it was hey, phenomenal. speaking of podcasts on our network don't forget. Mark Dewey's In the Bullpen is our baseball podcast. And I just mention it because yes. y'all know what tomorrow is, right? Opening day? That's right. Opening day? That's right. Opening, Opening day, day of what? The Major uh, of League baseball. baseball season? It's the same day you're supposed to start that hideous strength. Are you even a Christian? <laughs> Are you even a Christian? <laughs> do they still do baseball? Oh. Okay. That's just I'm me. I'm looking That's at my me. camera. I'm just looking at my camera. Hey, we got people from Rapid City on YouTube right now. 
Really oh, cool. Yeah, and so the one thing I, I, I want to plug the after party on Thursday night is going to be at Hay Camp Brewery. Okay. So after after beer and psalms, uh, it'll end about nine o'clock, and then yeah. we're going to walk over to Hay Camp Brewery and have a nice, fun fellowship time yeah. on Thursday night. And Hay Camp's been fantastic working with it. I can't tell you guys okay. how easy and how great it's been working with them. Uh, Hay Camp was the original name of Rapid City. Did you guys know that? Hay Camp. Hey camp. hey camp, hey camp, South Dakota, for a short period of time. So if you want to get the true South Dakota experience, this is the right location. They are a small craft brewery in the heart of Rapid City and focus on the flavor experience. Ooh, can't wait with every customer that comes through our doors or their doors. And how I'm reading it, yeah. we specialize in beer education, knowledge about beer styles and ingredients put into their brews specifically. Wow. We truly enjoy helping um, the customer leaving no leave knowing. Ah, sorry, guys. You want to do that again? Yeah, we we tr- well, I'm trying to change up the uh, the theirs and thems and ours and the, anyways. They truly enjoy helping their customer leave knowing a little more about our community and a little more about beer than when they walked when when they when we walked this in in the, the first best place. Ad that's ever hey, been Camp read. Brewery. We're going to be there on Thursday night, April 29th. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't tell you how many people are going to walk away remembering this ad. No, everybody's you know, going you know to remember saying? this ad. That's how good that ad. That was ridiculous. We're going to Hey Camp. Hey, this show's brought to you by Logos Online. Logos Online School provides a Christ-centered classical education for grades 7 through 12. It's both affordable and accredited. The mission is to support parents as they raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord Jesus. Classes meet online daily, Monday through Thursday, mm. with outstanding teachers who take a personal interest in your student, including my sister and my brother in law. And unlike other programs, there are no extra fees for diploma students and honors classes, and registration is now open for fall classes. Christian, classical, accredited, affordable. Go to logosonlineschool.com. You know, there's a, there's get your a lot. kids out of public school. Well, That's you know, Everybody is. I reported this on the Daily News Brief. Ooh, I, everybody I, is. Every, there, it's huge. Right now, homeschooling has jumped in America from like 3.3% regularly mm. to just in the last year up to 12.1%. Wow. Praise and there's two, God. That's, wow. It's amazing. And so there's two places, even some places more, like in Texas, mm-hmm. it's 2,600%. People have started increase. In, yeah. increase in people starting to homeschool. And this is what's exciting to me. In the black community, <clears throat> we homeschooling. Like, we, we getting it. And so one of the things, is, as great. you start homeschooling, you really want great material. And this is why Logos Online is really important yeah. Yeah. right now. And, and we've got classical conversations, well, too. And it's so, but, so often, you know, too, it's, it's, a, it's a big, you know, it's like if you're not used to it. If you've, you've, yes, I've never you taught my kids before. I'm not a trained teacher. I don't know how to do this. And there's this, this like, massive, like, I know I, I should get my kids out of public yeah. school, yeah. but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And I don't know if I can afford it and all the rest of it. Well, these online options at least make it possible. They really want to work with you, make it affordable, and it's a way for you to have trained teachers helping you teach your kids. Look at this. Don Martin that's on Facebook from Texas said they took took their kids out of public school due to the COVID nightmare here in Texas. Way to go, Don. Don. Way to go. By the way, we're watching comments on Facebook. Yeah, right. Knox is watching on Facebook. I'm watching on YouTube. Someone said hockey's where it's at. What? Hockey? That's probably a Canadian. I know. You're Canadian. Look, we get you shirts. 
But that's, take, you do this. that's taking it too far. That's too far. Um, so this week, um, or actually at the beginning of this week or the end of last week, is okay. when Officer Chauvin case started with the George Floyd yeah. uh, uh, death. Right. Yeah. And and I was just I've been kind of watching a little bit some of the testimony and some of the things because they they're it, it's live. I yeah. mean, like it's they're streaming it oh, live. I know. I listened to a very um, bit of it. And and so I've I just kind of been tuning in a little bit here, a little bit here. So I haven't gotten kind of the full experience. But one of the things that I, I think is – I think and where this is going, because it's really hard to pr- prove third or second degree, which are the charges against um, Chauvin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be uh, – he's going to get off free. He's not going to be convicted. But and so, but I think that the the problem is is there's so many people right now, especially on the left, talking about he has to be convicted. Right. He has. If we don't convict him, then th- this is our moment in America where we deal with racism in our country. Right. That's that's the kind of public discourse that's going on with this with this trial, which is actually horrible. Even if he's even if he does end up being convicted, that kind of conversation and public discourse is really bad because you he, you're just saying. Right. Uh, proven guilty, you know he's he's guilty until proven innocent. And not only that, but if if we don't have a sacrificial lamb for our society, uh, then we're gonna, you know, this we're never gonna deal with racism in our country. Right. Mm. And so it's actually true. Yeah, yeah, right. It it it, it, it is <laughs> right. true. The problem is, is that uh, Derek Chauvin is not the sacrificial lamb we need. That's right. That's, That's right. true. Whether he's <laughs> guilty or not guilty. Mm-hmm. That's not the sacrificial lamb we need. Jesus is the sacrificial well, lamb. Well, it's but, funny that there's always going to have to be some sort of scapegoat, isn't there? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so here's the deal. Let's just say for a second that Chauvin gets proven guilty, and that's the scapegoat that we use. Well, it won't be too long. We'll be looking for a, another one real quick this, to try and— This is actually really practical politics from Hebrews. Yeah. If you don't have the perfect lamb of God, then you have to keep offering sacrifices, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. the, the blood never takes away the sins. Right. The blood never reconciles um, all of the controversies, all the en- enmities and animosities. You have to keep offering blood over and over again. And so even if he is convicted, right. rightfully or wrongfully, right. mm-hmm. it's only going to last a few minutes. Yeah. And then you've got to get another one because right. we're still sending up a storm. Got to keep going. And I, I, I don't think... Linda's asking if we'll ever interview James Coates. Yes, we would love to interview Pastor James Coates. Can you uh, make we that did happen? on the water break, and we can yeah, get yeah. him on. We I mean, get him on the show. Oh, yeah. You did on your did. water break. Yeah, you did. did. Yeah. No share. We'll get we'll get James. Oh, well, <laughs> have him come back on. He's hey, like, speaking of which, I got Steve Dace coming on my show tomorrow, at four o'clock. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All, All right. right. All right. Hey. So, but but here's the thing: is is I given the condition that our society's in, regardless that they convict him guilty or not guilty. Right. There is going to be no societal justice on this. No one's going to feel good about it. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, the, the question right? I'm asking if, is, if he's if he's freed, sure. if he's declared not guilty, right. the whole leftist world's not going to feel good about it. If he's declared guilty, well, then you got another uh, whole side of people that are going to be like, you know, like the cup, a, a big probably a big portion of this will be actually cops who defended him and yeah. are on his side and all this too. Yeah. Here's the deal: the, yeah. when a man dies and you're engaged in it, we got to find out at what part you were responsible for this man's death. That is essential. No person gets to die while you're engaging them, and then in some way we don't figure out if you caused it, were you yeah, part of it. There, there has that to be has to be a trial. Has to be a trial. But the question is: Is mm-hmm. it justice if we give this man a, a guilty penalty for something that he didn't do? No, no, it's not justice. And you don't want a world that operates like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how we again? What is the standard? Well, he's innocent until proven guilty. So we need to prove without a shadow of a doubt that this man was guilty of killing another man. That's the trial we want to have. And we want to have this trial without the mob 
driving yeah. what justice Which looks like. Increasingly impossible. Yeah. And and yeah. so and here's the deal. And this is a comfort and this is gonna hurt like the Dickens. I'm gonna tell you. The comfort is is that if they get it wrong, that God will honestly bring true justice in the end of this. Yeah, right. You Amen. know, that's if we don't trust that, if we don't trust that, then we're then we're not like we're no different than anybody else in this. That, now I want just I really yeah. want real justice. Right. I really do. Right. And, but I want the kind of justice that doesn't let anybody get off. And this is what's scary. I think people when when you start thinking about justice for real, you should get nervous because it's a double edged sword. It mm-hmm. it will cut you too. Right. It will mm-hmm. cut you too if it's real justice. So you want to be careful about how you how you know how far you're going by trying to delegate out something that's not that's real right. justice. That's right. So, so uh, we actually have a really good question here. This is something I've been thinking about. Um, I mean, since really we, me and Annie had kids, um, is how to celebrate Easter with your kids and make it special as Christmas. That's been a, a I heard question. your news brief when you were talking I, about this. Yeah, I said this on I said this a little bit on my news brief where, you know. Uh, the wrench household, my household, during the month of Christmas, I mean, it's 30 days of excitement. You know, basically, I'd say two months of excitement because my wife, like, puts Christmas on, music on before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and and I, it's much to my, like, I'm trying to hold the tidal wave of Christmas celebration to come. She puts it on before uh, Thanksgiving. And, and, and so there's a lot of excitement in our house about Christmas. And, and Easter, Easter, I think we've gotten more knowledgeable and more excited about Easter. But we, the same intensity and excitement that we celebrate Christmas, I would like to see kind of transferred to Easter because, yeah, it's glorious that our Savior was born, and uh, but how much more glorious that are, that we're celebrating our Savior died and rose again for us. That mm-hmm. I, I think that Easter should be the biggest celebratory church calendar event of the year because of of what the death and resurrection death and resurrection actually means. I mean, I, I appreciate it, and I like the idea of you know, like, like let's ramp it up and let's make sure that we're making a big deal yeah. about it. At the same time, you know, there's a certain part of me that's like, you know, though, when Jesus touched down, mm-hmm. it was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, game over. You lost. Th- there's yeah. a there's kind of. I mean, I, I wonder if if cumulatively it's actually not some major failure. That Christmas is like kind of the our bigger holiday, our bigger one, because it's. Yeah. I mean, yes, he needed to die, yeah, he ne- and that's when he took away our sins. That's when when he rose from the dead, he right. made all things new. Absolutely, I don't want to take right. anything from that, right? But at the same time, I don't, I don't know that we should feel bad, right? That Christmas is because it's like everybody knows, like he he's here, right? God's come, right? He's not, he's coming to fix this, right? He's arrived on the scene, he's going to fix, it. and of course, he does fix it through the death and resurrection, right? Um, but it's like you know. I mean, you can make a similar um, argument like, well, what about the ascension? Yeah. I mean, we didn't. When he go mean, and sit at the right hand of the, the, right hand the father. father. He was yeah. given the nations as his inheritance. I mean, right. wasn't that a big deal? Yeah, it was a big deal. But how many of you celebrate Ascension Day? Yeah. You know, it's like five Presbyterians in the back. Yeah, like, I do Ascension Day. And well, yeah, I mean, some, <laughs> some, you know, Assemblies of God, you know, people, they, they, they get Ascension Day down, don't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It can't. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm Charismatics. Not, I'm not saying know? don't do it. I'm just saying, yeah. I, don't, I just don't think we should necessarily feel bad. Yeah. That, you know, Christmas is this massive thing. I said, like, you know, do it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it up. Have a party. Have a celebration. It because matters. In, in Christmas, you're, you're doing both of those, too. You're really rep- you know, you're acknowledging right, right. that he came. You're also acknowledging his resurrection at the same time. Right. Joy to the world. The yeah. Lord has come. Yeah. You know, it's it's like all of it. Let earth receive a king. You know, as yeah. far as the curse uh-huh. is found, right. I mean, yeah. he's going to take the curse. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Are we going to talk about this LDS guy? I wasn't done talking about Easter. I wanted to hear about your traditions real quick. Oh, actually. we're going to yeah. traditions. I'll, we'll just kind of. It's I, a I'm, midweek fix. I know. I was, I was actually. I'm curious about like <laughs> you know how do you guys you know uh, as as we do talk about this how okay. do we, how do we celebrate Easter and everything you know one of the things I said on my on, on my daily news brief today if you haven't caught it you should go get it 
is one of the things I've, I've one of the things that's helped me kind of understand and celebrate Easter and, and is is just learning more about Easter week and and Pastor Wilson's been very helpful for this. Uh, you know, he uh, um, he helped me kind of uh, well, he basically kind of um, convinced me that Jesus died on Wednesday and rose again Saturday night, which would be the Jewish beginning of Sunday, uh, and and. Knowing that, I mean, because if you do the math from Friday to Sunday, you don't get three days and three nights. Mm. And so traditionally, we celebrate Good Friday as the, Jesus, the day Jesus died, but you don't, you don't get the three days and three nights out of that. So uh, it, it, it's more likely that Jesus died on Wednesday, um, the night of Passover, as they were celebrating Passover that week, and then he was in the grave Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. That's your three nights, and then your three days was uh, Thursday Friday, Saturday, and then he rose again that night because, and we know that because Mary Magdalene and Mary, when they showed up to the empty grave on Sunday morning, there was no, there's no Jesus, um, and so uh, it, that actually, in in a weird way, has actually helped me better understand Easter and helped me celebrate it in a, in a in a better way, and also communicate to my kids. We actually had a really good conversation about this last night, um, just kind of talking about when Jesus died, you know, what day he died. How many days was he in the grave, and 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 so yeah, we get it. You're discipling your kids, you know. No, I'm just, I'm just. You, I was talking to my kids last no, night just, in our four hours of Bible study. No, no, it was, it was, you know, you just give a bunch of fodder to a bunch of cage stage Calvinists. They're like, <laughs> Good Friday's really Good Wednesday. Uh, by the way, somebody on Twitter was it Terry Thompson said we celebrate the resurrection every Sunday. Oh, so, is that how it is? So yeah. there you That's go. That's really holy. Yeah, really holy. That's why we worship on Sunday. So, all right, well, let's end here, and then we'll we'll, we'll wrap up our, our new segment. But what 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 do you guys do a little bit for Easter traditions? Same old, same old. Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, one of the things that I really love when I first came to Christ Church. So, usually, typical evangelical churches, Easter is the big Christmas and Easter, right? We know that, uh-huh. yeah. and so people will go out of their way to try and make that Sunday so super special. They bring in the and Easter bunny they, and everything. The choirs come out in a big way, and then the they have this extra special song that comes out too, and it's just a whole show. And and it's it's just you know usually for people who aren't Christians to come and right. to get a right. oh look at this church is hopping this church gets down and then they know? come back next Sunday and you're like and and then right right and I remember the first time that I went to Christ Church uh, and we were actually got here right around Easter and the preaching and the teaching was on the same I mean it was we, we get high level preaching and all the time anyway our right. service is pretty high level anyway. But it was at that same high level that it was the last week. Mm. And and I, it, it struck me that we take this as serious every Sunday as we do just this Sunday, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we didn't look at it as some unique, like for Christmas, we put on special services. But even our Christmas services, mm-hmm. they're already at that level. Mm-hmm. They're already there every Sunday. Like that person, like Terry said, every Sunday we, we you know, uh, we acknowledge the resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I appreciated that because it didn't feel like, oh, this one. No, no, no. This is what it is all the time. Yeah. This is this kind of praise all the time. And people who are coming in are like, and and I don't know. I don't know if the pastor thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna give a wing dinger on this one. But it was just yeah. another good service. Yeah. And I walk away. It's actually, in the minutes we say wing dinger this wing Sunday. dinger this Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I walk away. <laughs> Bring I'm, it. And, wing I, and, and this is how it should be at your church every Sunday. Yeah, I right. walk away and I'm like, I can't believe yeah. that I got such a good church and such good preaching and this good service every sunday it feels like that Mm -hmm. and so our tradition has been i mean for easter we we talk about it uh well i try to bring sweets in and things like that so that i can i want to train my kids to love the standard 
And so I use things. And so when they, um, Ben Merkel talks about this, I got this from him talking about that uh, your dinners and the things that you do at your house is tie your kids allegiance to, um, what you want, the doctrine that you want to teach them. Uh And so I I want them to be tied to those, but I want them to feel like that about, you know, everything, but I I take those moments and we'll do certain things. And, uh, but it's not a huge, we don't have huge traditions around that time. I, I spend a lot of time going through Christmas, um, and we will do a whole uh, Doug's book. Um, yeah, has a book on on this, and we follow that book for Christmas. But sorry, Gabe, I don't have a real big Easter tradition. No, no, that's and fine. We do we do a big Easter dinner. We usually get that, some we do that ham yeah. and lamb and steak and all kind of stuff. Deviled eggs. We hide it. We do egg. We do egg. We done egg hunts and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And, Where's that um, in the Bible? We, it's uh, in uh, first uh, hesitation. Hesitation. I think uh, uh, the uh, um, we also usually have a big. You know, we have a lot of people over. Usually, do yeah. a big, big. Uh, That's a great big, opportunity big to party. witness because yeah. people want to meet, food and meet hang people, out. get to know people, encourage people. We, you know, we've uh, one of the things we did is that's uh, old old medieval tradition is usually Saturday night or Sunday night we usually do a big bonfire and sing, uh, uh, you know, Easter hymns nice. around the bonfire because okay. uh, just you know, symbolizing the the light of the resurrection. Yeah, um, and Jesus rose from the dead early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so we usually get a bunch of people together, do a big bonfire, um, as maybe roast marshmallows. Cause yeah. that's also in second hesitations. Yeah. 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 Seven yeah. marshmallows with, with chocolate, uh, but peanut lots butter, of, and lots of chocolate. So is Easter traditions. Yep. And, uh, so anyways, we, 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 we make a, we make a big deal of, of the, of the day and, and the weekend make it, we, you know, we have a good Friday service usually, you know, yeah. at, yep. here at the church. A church, which we all look forward, we look yeah, forward to. Do yeah. That, so yeah. Yeah, we're doing that. Thanks, yeah. thanks, guys. Is that, is that good? That's helpful. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's an honest question for me because we'd love to, yeah. you know, just kind of make sure that this this holiday carries, uh, you know, some a, a lot of the same weight that Christmas does. And I, you know, I don't I don't feel the pressure in a sense that like, man, if we don't do it, you know, I feel like my kids are probably going to learn how to better better celebrate Easter than I will. I was uh, thinking about this, you, you, know. you talking about Good Friday service when we had first gotten here. I, I realized it's about eight years ago now that I. In March has made it eight oh, years really? since you got here. Wow! And wow. so I, I can't, I can't believe it. It was like uh, three. I feel it does feel like three. <laughs> no, it was like five when you started cross politics. <laughs> so one of the <laughs> things that uh, that Good Friday service you preach that Good Friday service, I believe, and I never forget this. One of the things that you were saying, you start listing off all the people who had gone before to the kingdom, and you, and you start talking about Christians were not afraid of death because of Christ. Mm-hmm. And one of the lines that stuck in my head, I still want to find a place to use this in a song or somewhere, but Christians, we dance in the catacombs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> that's, you know, that's the power of yeah. Christ is that we can dance in the catacombs because we know he has the power over death. Anyway, it just made me think about that, that, um, that sermon that's still stuck around, man. That was good. That's really anyway, good. Anyway. Yeah. Go ahead to the the. We we're talk about the lawsuit. I was waiting for the it. LDS. You want me yeah. turn? You want me turn into that? You want me to yes. go from Easter to Mormons? Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. We're He's gonna got- go from we're gonna go from Easter to Mormons. So I don't know if one of the things that you guys saw this last week. If you're on Daily Deft Wire, deftwire.com, D-E-F-T Wire.com. That's where me, Toby, and Knox post all our your favorite news articles that you should be reading throughout the week. And uh, this article that came up was actually this this ex LDS Mormon. Uh, uh, Huntsman, I forget his first name, uh, but John Huntsman used to be governor of uh, Utah, and so his brother's now in California doing working in the movie uh, scene in California, and uh, he's suing. He's ex LDS, left the LDS Church last year. He's suing the Mormon Church um, for basically recouping his tithe money because the Mormon Church his his claim is the Mormon Church has been lying to him regarding their own finances. That's it. Um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> but what? That's the only place but what got me thinking? 
Uh, what the and the thing that kind of pulled me into this article is because it got me thinking actually about something else. What if what if um uh, ex Mormon sued the Mormon Church because they're lying to them? Mm-hmm. Joseph Smith lied. Uh, the you know Brigham Young lied. Yeah, the church fathers and prophets have lied to them. You know, and and then he comes to the realization and studied, did his homework, and said, "Oh, I've been lied to." Yeah, and and they owe me all my tithe money back, whatever five million bucks, whatever it is, and. And then, what if the judge uh, rules in favor of of that that gentleman who sued the Mormon Church over lying? Mm-hmm. Now, the the problem that we were talking about this offline. The problem is, is that judge uh, he can't rule in favor neutrally, and but he can. Uh, I I believe he could rule in favor in this uh, genuinely, but only if he's a he's operating under Christian principles, right? Because if he's not operating on Christian principles, secularism will either destroy all religions, or secularism will, uh, you know, have some sort of, uh, you know, Christian line in defending religious freedom properly and respectfully. Well, you already—it's already sort of begging the question, even with this, even with this lawsuit as it stands. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's alleging some kind of uh, financial misdealings, mm-hmm. he's assuming a standard. Yeah, right. right. A standard of you know this is this is moral financial dealings. This is immoral financial dealings. Well, where'd you get that standard from? Yeah. And if it applies to the finances, why doesn't it apply to what you're doing with the finances um, spiritually? What you're, what you're doing with them as a church? What you're doing with them with the building funds or whatever you're you're funding or building or however you're investing the funds? Um, but there's a standard in, involved there, but there's a lie that a lot of Christians have bought into that you can have sort of this neutral center, a neutral state, mm-hmm. a, neut- a neutral uh, public square. But then as soon as you say, yeah, it, the, the Mormons, um, uh, you have to, if you assume a neutrality, then you have to, if you rule against the Mormons, then you have to rule against the Christians. Yeah, no, right. that's, what, that's, that, a, that's what scares me. Is that, exactly. Yeah. And, so, and so you have some people be like, um, no, we have to defend the rights of the Mormons to lie. Right about you know holy underwear and celestial families right. and a planet yeah and their own planets so yeah. we have to let them lie in order to make room for Christians yeah we don't want that standard either but what you've just done yeah. is basically imply that Christians are they're lying too yeah you you can't you can't hold religion as sort of this category and say they're all equal yeah when one of them is true and the rest are lies well and I think what, what part of this is bothering me too is that aren't we giving the authority to the civil magistrate to make these decisions absolutely uh, that's a huge problem we must I, not. We and we not. should not because yeah. I think yeah. if, if so this I was thinking about this just a little bit I want to put some more thought into it and if you guys have any comments you want to add to this do it on Facebook we're about to end or, or and YouTube. on YouTube but I was thinking if churches we need another um, council or some sort of clear orthodoxy uh, uh, for Christianity again and we need to restate that and we need to make it very clear because Mormons have done a great job of merging into evangelicalism over the last 15 years yeah. so that it looks very blended and Christians haven't been doing a very good job of keeping those borders clear uh-huh. so that if a person then goes and jumps into a cult or to some other um, organization after knowing publicly that the church has said no this isn't outside of orthodoxy then that's on you mm-hmm. it don't have nothing to do with the civil magistrate you already done known. <laughs> yes, I said it. You already done known. Well, there, <laughs> you know, there are so, certain things, though, that have to do with the civil magistrate. Yeah, and I have a problem with that. Right. But, but that's the, the thing in here is the lying, right? The question is, who's going to define that? Right. Because somebody can, like you were saying earlier, can come and say, I feel like I was lied to about Christianity. Well, okay, if we were policing our own ranks right. and doing a certain uh, good job of checking our false teachers and our word of faith people and being very, very biblical about this and having some sort of... 
our own form of counsel about these issues. Then when somebody goes and says, you know, I, I gave that prophet $200,000. He said I was going to get a jet. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a jet. Right. It's yeah. like, well, we, we already done told you. Right. Our, and so this is where it's interesting. There are some biblical standards that need to be inside of our, our magisterial right. setup. I get that. But like, the, I, like the Idaho constitution, for example, uh, prohibits polygamy. Right. It's a crime. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Idaho statute that I don't think we've, Adultery. You it's know, the same thing. But, should, should but, it, crime. but it, we became a state. We were only able to become a state because we promised not to let Mormons vote or hold office, basically. Yeah. And it's like written into our Constitution. Right. Utah, Where did that way. come from? Yeah. Well, yeah. From the Bible. That's exactly right. right. Exactly. And so, and, but, but then if somebody decides to go and jump in Mormonism, yeah, it's like, right. bruh. Right. Bruh. Right. We told you. Yeah. You go jump yeah. off a cliff. But, you're going to sue the but, state. But the point <laughs> is, is that 100 years ago, there was a Christian center. Right. That was assumed by everybody. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as you get rid of that Christian center, then you now have no standard. And even uh, and even with the secularists who say, no, 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 we're going to help all you you religious people sort this out. Well, they're going to they have to come up with a standard somewhere. Yeah, right. and, that's, right. and if it's not from Christ, if it's not from the Bible, right. then they're making it up as they go along. And it's going to be uh, fickle. It's going to be ambivalent. And it's and it's not going to be just back to the Derek Chauvin and, yeah. and uh, George right. Floyd situation. Mm-hmm. All you're left with ultimately then is mob rule. That's right. Um, you're you're left with you know oligarchies of various. We did sorts. this with marriage. We did this with marriage when we gave marriage to the states. Mm-hmm. Their standard became what was yeah. you know what what is adultery? What is a man? What is a woman? Right. right? What is All a the, baby? What is a baby? We right. don't even get. So we don't want to do that. I, I think that comes from us policing our own ranks first, and then after that, right. the whole nation repents. Just and, preach and, the word. Yeah, amen. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. I didn't get very many questions. I did. I did. I, oh, you just I, weren't I brought, I brought them in? No, I was on YouTube. Was oh, like, okay. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them until next week. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Yeah.